Hi guys, welcome to our stream. Uh, we are doing a fans ruining fandom. Now this week we're talking about a very controversial piece of content and fandom, uh, specifically Undertale. I'm going to be taking the pro on this one if you can't tell. And then my friend Miranda, which is next to me, is going to be taking the con for this one because she's done her research as she always tends to do. Of course, our illustrious, very non-biased judges, uh, we also have Morgan, puts the Morgan, Morgan, and then Wednesday, who, um, <laughs> your name just killed Why? me. I had a bit for this, and you just... <laughs> Wednesday, I'm just glad we're both talking about penises, and that's all that matters. I'm specifically <laughs> talking about sands. I mean... It's going to happen. So I'm hearing we're double teaming the brothers. Are they brothers? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fawn, see, you've already answered some of my questions <laughs> because I've just yep. seen a lot of porn of those two. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. Anyway, so what we're talking about tonight is the all the joys and the, the bad of Undertale and what you decide is should we get rid of this fandom is it the worst thing that's ever existed on the history of planet or is it worth keeping around just for you know whatever now did you want to start with explaining your version of how you perceive undertale and what it means to you because i did the intro Miranda? absolutely or do you want me to do it first absolutely hi okay okay so turn it um, over to miranda yeah all right the only other so person in a lot of makeup <laughs> I was going. I'm I was going a for a look. So I have a little a look. Bit. Yeah, I just it's put cute. on so much nose blush that it made my nose look huge. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Undertale is a role-playing video game that came out, I believe, initially in 2005. In September 2015. of 2015. 15. 2015. 2015. There was a five in there. <laughs> we got there. Ten years difference. Yes. So uh, it was. I believe originally released on Steam and its creator is Toby Fox and he did most of the work for it, including composing down to composing the music. Uh, the only other person really involved in the creation of Undertale is Temi Chang, who did some who did the art. Mm -hmm. Undertale is it's kind of like this dungeon crawl role playing game. It's very much inspired by older video games. There is uh, one of the many explanations for its success is its nostalgia points. I think that there's other reasons it's successful, but that's one of the ones mm -hmm. that people always seem to point to. Yeah. And so like you're traveling around as this child that has fallen down a hole into a realm of monsters, but these monsters are not like, you know, Frankenstein or the zombie. Like these are actual people who are just kind of living their lives stuck underground because there was a massive war between monster kind and humankind years ago that was uh, that is a massive spoiler that I don't really think we need to get into. But so you're this child that has fallen into this monster realm and is just trying to trying to get home, trying to get out. Well, the problem is, is that there is, in order to escape the underground, the monsters must collect seven human souls and they have successfully collected six, which unfortunately makes you the seventh. And so everyone you meet, they have a variety of different demeanors you know, that some are very friendly and kindly and wonderful, and some are just baskets waiting to happen. <laughs> but every single one at some point will try to fight you and kill you. Some of them for your human soul, some of them out of a sense of self-defense, and some of them just to heal, make you stay put. 
And one of the most interesting things about Undertale is that you can play this entire game without killing anyone whatsoever. It is very much up to you, the player, to decide how you're going to do this. And so that's also where a lot of the controversy comes in of you've got the pacifist route, you've got the genocide route, and you've got every route in between. It's a variety of fun endings and it's really cute and fun and like it's one of the few video games that I've actually played, not to completion because I don't complete anything, but I've played it all. And I think it, I, I thought it was very sweet when it came out. I just can't stand the fandom. That's why I'm on the con side today. Yeah. I'm probably one of the reasons you did not like the fandom. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, it's getting spicy already. Mm. So um, my description of Undertale, there was a very good description of it. Um, it is a eight, like a 16-bit game in a style that like really harkens back to like Earthbound and a lot of like older NES games. And so it has a very high nostalgia factor for a lot of people. And that's one of the reasons accumulated the following it has. But it really has a very open-ended story, but also it really has so many avenues you can go through with the storyline because you're playing a character that you can name. And there's also names you can choose that will change how you play. So there's so many avenues from the get-go that you can do that will change the game in its entirety. One of the reasons that this game is so interesting is because not only do you have different routes like pacifist and and, uh, genocide route, so it's not just the straightforward, you play the game, things happen, you collect money, you move on. It really turns that kind of really like early RPG genre on its head. It's even got like turn-based attack games, kind of like early Final Fantasy games. And it really has a very interesting like art style. It's very unique. Um, a lot of the characters are fun and interesting. The puns are just peak. So good. All the, all the puns within the game. There's a lot of like visual language in it. The music also stellar. <clears throat> the music is stellar. Very well thought out. Every area has a different mood and feel. Um, because you go through different areas during uh, the game, you really can get a good sense of face and like mass and you start to feel for these characters even though they're entirely flat now one of the reasons that i enjoy this game so much is because not only do i love games that turn uh media on their head like the the genre is interesting because it's not straightforward i like when games have interesting additives to it and different playability but the game remembers Mm -hmm. and that's one of my favorite parts because when you play an rpg game you can literally start over and it will be like nothing changed or you can go back on a save and Mm -hmm. nothing changed with undertale if you like play one route and then go back and play a different route it remembers that and it calls you out Mm -hmm. it's really if you start with the genocide route and then you do pacifist oh no sans remembers it changes like you literally like it's depending on how you how you play how what you name yourself how -hmm. you react to other monsters even some like conversation things you can do are all dependent and change how you see the game so it has a lot of replayability and then on top of that you feel for these characters after a period if you're not like a heartless monster not monster in terms of them but you're not like a heartless sociopath Jeez, Deb, way to use, like, racist language here. Oh, my God, stop. Uh, <laughs> so I am unless- modeling some of that behavior I despise. Yeah, no. So unless you're, like, a f- sociopath, um, the game is really, like, you care. You give a f- about the characters in a way that you wouldn't think you would, a bunch of pixels, you know? 
there's a, one of the reasons I think it's really an interesting piece of media. Also, the fandom got me into it like I ha- like I have for most of my things. I, I found the fandom first. All right. Okay. That is our time. <laughs> Wonderful discourse. <laughs> but we thrive here on, on conflict. So, Deb, go with the pros for three minutes. Three minutes. Okay. So... The pros of Undertale, not only is it an interesting visual media, because games have become visual media. It's very well thought out. Characters are interesting. It has a lot of really good LGBTQ representation, which is always a solid. And then it really turns the genre on its head, but it also harkens back to a lot of things people like about RPGs, including like fun color palettes, interesting storyline. And you can extrapolate your own version of the story and that's why there's so many different like AUs and fandom things is because they're, it's, it's open-ended in a way that you could see that this could be possible. And so people have a lot of freedom to see how this genre works for them and how they feel represented within that genre. I'm also a sucker for really good musical scores and the music in this game is stellar. I'm also a sucker for puns. So of course my favorite character was Sans. And um, I discovered things about myself while uh, being in this fandom, including that I think monsters are kind of hot. You monster. They're 100% hot. I did not. Don't, don't uh, let them shame you. I thought with gargoyles, I'm like, oh, okay, this is kind of interesting. And then when I started really getting into Undertale, I'm like, oh, oh, this is a thing for me. <laughs> okay. I didn't know that. Thank you. Thank you for informing me of something I did not know. And it also gave a lot of really beautiful like because it's it was this game came out of a kickstarter so it gave a lot of really interesting options for people who who were part of it and also when they poured it onto a switch they even added more stuff so they really were able to change up a lot of how the media looks and i really enjoy that when a media can be changed and reflect new information so the fact that they made this game ever changing ever interesting and ever replayable because you could really do a different thing each time and i'm a sucker for replayability (laughs) also puns okay you got about 40 seconds less left anything else you want to say um i'm 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 sorry um i'm one of those people that wrote terrible fan fiction and drew fan art of this so i'm sorry um i'm not (laughs) super like upset that i did it You're, you're sorry not sorry i'm sorry not sorry um, because it is good media, how people have taken it has been a little, but it's, if you're enjoying it for what it is, it is a stellar piece of media. The fandom is a little bit dodgy, but the media itself is phenomenal. Yes. Like you can shake the dice. So, I mean, you bring up some excellent points. My problem has never been with the source material. It's always with the fandom. Mm-hmm. So Here's why I think that the Undertale pro- fandom, it sucks. Sucks. I'm not even going to say problematic. It just sucks. Fighting words. Number one, the sheer amount of toxicity within the mm. fandom and the toxicity surrounding everything. Like it's shipping wars, it's fan art, it's fan fiction. And in particular, most famously, it's gameplay. So mm. I don't finish anything and I don't enjoy fighting in video games. I, I very much, in, I'm, I was naturally took to the pacifist route, but when the game became like, when the fights became too hard and stressful, that's when I stopped playing. And that's fine. That's my style of gameplay. That's how I play everything. That's why I loved Professor Layton. But one of the things I really do enjoy is I enjoy watching other people play video games. Have since I was a child. 
And so like I went to, I took to YouTube and I watched people playing Undertale and I fell in love with like the Game Grumps B team's version of Papyrus, you know, like, oh, yeah. fun. I, that's what I enjoy doing. But unfortunately, Undertale fans, because of the sheer scope of the story and the playability, like they, for uh, some fans, not all fans, but some fans took it very personally when mm-hmm. like Let's Plays didn't go the way they thought they should. And when they took yeah. it personally, they took it too far. You know, like yeah. you, you literally had gamers that stopped playing the game purely because they were getting yelled at in the comments. There are people that like they receive threats in their inboxes because like they decided to do, to try a genocide route. You know, and that's not, that takes the fun out of the entire fandom for me. It takes the fun out of the entire media because it shouldn't be that serious. It's a video game, you know, and that sucked. My second point is that when it comes to the fan art, the fan fiction and the fan fiction, I've talked about how one of the first things that happens when something starts to generate fan art is that there is a sexualization of characters and that's fine. They're not real people, you know, it's all right, you know, you're into what you're into. But my particular problem is there does tend to be the sexualization of characters that should not be sexualized almost immediately. And considering um, the main character of this franchise is a literal child. Yeah. Like like not even a teenager, like like an eight-year-old. There's an Mm eight-year-old that has fallen into a hole. You know, I have a lot of problems with that. And I'm not one of those crazy fanfic people. Okay, we're done. No, you still had seconds. I'm sorry, but oh, all right. And now we open up for questions. I do want to make a point, though. A lot of the same people who are mm-hmm. like, "Oh my God, Sans can be sexualized if they're aged up or whatever," are the same people who are like, "Yeah, Lydia and Beetlejuice can. F- it's fine." Yeah, it's like it makes me. I'm not. I'm not one of those people that says that. Like, if you're if you're into these characters, or you draw these characters in these situations, you're a pedophile because I, that's not true. They're not real people. No. Like, if you're going to take it to that point, then any fan art is some form of badness because none of these characters can give consent. You yeah. know. But like, it's just it, it's just the fact that like not only are people making it and like making it for themselves and making it to be consumed, it's the fact that people will die on that hill of saying, "No, these two characters are in love," and I'm like, "It's an eight year old and an ageless skeleton." Yeah, there's that. You know, because like I've been part of unpopular ships. That it's what happens. But there's a difference between having your own corner of fan fanon and trying mm-hmm. to force shove it into canon. Yeah. Part of being a part of a fandom is kind of accepting that not everything you want is canon. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a lot of things it shouldn't be. There's a lot of things that shouldn't be canon. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But bring it back around. Um, this is the section where we ask some questions. So me and Wednesday will come up with two questions each to go through and ask these beautiful humanoids over here. Wednesday. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Papyrus Undertale's magical penis. What kind of questions do you have? I hate okay. it. I hate so it. I, <laughs> I, am, love it. I am prefacing my question with some comments. Mm-hmm. Specifically, Deb. Uh, based on your pros for Undertale, mm-hmm. it sounds to me like you like Homestuck. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Listen. Oh, oh, the tables have turned. <laughs> oh, oh the turn and come back to a Homestuck. Everything Listen, comes back to Homestuck for some reason. Miranda said it best. Homestuck is the last boss fight 
it, when it comes to like traversing fandom, it homesick is the end all be all. Yeah. But based on your pros and cons, like based on your pros, it sounds like the things that you liked about Undertale are very similar to Homestuck. So mm. I relate. But my my main question is like, okay, so you said like uh, one of my biggest like relations is that it's so vast and so much is left unexplored that the fans sort of dig their claws into it and they rip it apart themselves. Do you think that, I know that lately Toby Fox has come under fire for being a general bag. Do you think that for a game that has so much like LGBT, um, uh, I forgot the word, you know what I'm trying to say. LGBTQ? Uh, Yes. Your representation? Thank you. That's the one. Do you think that had all of this like general baggery happened when Undertale was still like in popularity that it would have shaped the way the fandom worked around it? I think it's possible that it could have shaped it. I mean, there's 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 if fans are bud about any scenario. Like if we found out, oh, Josh Whedon's actually been this whole time. Like yeah, hindsight is twenty twenty. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah, except for not this year. I would say that hindsight is precisely 2020 because it yeah i feel like uh people are gonna extrapolate what they want of it because like a lot of people will take fandoms like harry potter and will make trans characters out of it even though they know that they're the the maker of the 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 fan art or the content is yeah yeah she's a turf i feel like people are gonna identify however they're gonna identify my biggest concern is how many people will bash the other people because they see themselves or they see representation within their own media that's really where my concern is i feel like the there would have been a lot more like oh you think this character is trans or gay how dare you more than it was before because toby fox is being kind of a butt about it but i feel like it wouldn't change it too much because again people are going to extrapolate what they want of their fandom so if you feel like a character should be trans you're going to identify them as trans no matter what other people say right um and that's fine yeah there is very similar things in the homestuck fandom where like the the general like understanding was like dave strider was trans you know Mm. and like that was kind of the general thing and it never really was like oh if you think dave is trans like you're trash or if you think dave is cis like you're garbage but Mm. andrew hussey has stayed very like under the radar whereas toby fox has been like hi i'm trash how are you today you know the thing is he tried to keep this air of mystery when the game came out and he's like no we're not we're not making any i don't want to make any like merch i don't want anyone else to make merch and so he kept it very under wraps and then as soon as he's like yeah fuck it, and it exploded i think he kind of it kind of went crazy i think he kind of let it go to his head and so he became more that kind of happens when you get fame you kind of just lose your mind if i can ask because hmm. um i try to stay away from you've noticed i try to stay away from fandoms and some creators for the most part Mm. can i ask what has the is he like jk rowling where this dude's just a like turf or even worse Uh, oh do we not want to talk about it i can google yeah it's 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 something that you'd have to look at it it's it's okay because i actually wasn't able to find much about him like his wikipedia he basically just has like like three paragraphs hot takes on twitter that like their hills he's gonna oh. die on yeah um, got it 
So like everyone you know, just does a general on Twitter. crappy person saying crappy things on the internet, but he has a big platform now. Yeah. Okay. So now, like, now I was actually there. really impressed by like his his own reaction to Undertale. You mm-hmm. know, like you read interviews about it, and he's he a lot of video game creators I think um uh, kind of are douchey. I'm mm-hmm. just gonna go out and say it. A lot yeah. of them are very douchey. And his yeah. response to his success has actually been fairly tame. Like he's very honest about the fact that it's like, it's not the greatest game ever. I think it's kind of a niche game, but like if people like it, people like it. Yeah. You know, and so I was actually very impressed by that. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I, I never played Undertale. Mm-hmm. I'm the one going on a phase journey this time. I don't know much about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was introduced to Undertale at a point in time where like my own fandom was really and I was like, I'm not, I don't want to jump on any other wagons now. No more burning wagons, please. When when I was introduced to Undertale, it was like Homestuck is nuking itself. Mm -hmm. Homestuck fans have Hiroshima'd the fandom, Mm -hmm. and we're in the midst of that. And then it was like, I don't know what the main character's name is. Um, in Undertale. Yeah, it's well, you can choose a name, but the, the canon name is Frisk. Okay, that's the one. So everyone was like, Frisk is a child, and if you think uh, Frisk and Sans are you're a pedophile. And then there was a lot of, like, Sans Undertale and Papyrus Undertale, you know, like, docking each other on the timeline, and I was like, yeah. there's skeletons, they shouldn't have penises, I'm gonna keep scrolling. You know, like, yeah. that was there's my a... introduction to Undertale, and I was like, you know what? You guys can keep it. Yeah, it's fair. <laughs> You got to go in it with the content first and not the fandom. I got into the fandom early when it wasn't too weird. And then I got into the content and then the fandom just went, it took a hard pivot. And I'm just like, well, I guess I'm tied to this now. Cool. This is, this is an anchor that's around my ankle. Cool. Love that. Love that for me. Blessed. But coming back to our own questions, Wednesday, it is now time for your second question. Because mine distracted. I'm very sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's okay. I had it, and then yeah, I also just just ripped ripped a new. Morgan, do you want to ask another question? Okay, um, let's think about this a little bit. Okay, Miranda, I'll ask you this: Do you think there's any redeeming qualities about the fandom specifically? We know there are redeeming qualities about the media itself, but if you had to pick out any redeeming qualities of the fandom. Um, I mean, there are tons of merits to the fandom. I think the sheer dedication is admirable. The fact that the amount of AUs there are is very interesting. And the fact that everyone can seem to agree to what like the core theme of this AU is. Because the majority of the time when a fandom spirals out into AUs, it's this is one person's version of this AU. And then the next person's version of that same AU is completely different. Whereas with Undertale, there's a certain amount of cohesion that is kind of amazing. You know, like if you say I'm doing like, what is it? Reverse tail. Like everyone mm-hmm. knows what you mean. You they just understand. Mafia tail. Yeah. Mafia tail. Like everyone, everyone uh, knows what you mean. And I kind of so admire good. that. The <laughs> fact that anyone, that any three people could sit down, not in a room together and agree on something in a fandom is amazing. I honestly, can I answer this a little bit? <laughs> okay so one of my favorite things is the creative creative leap that people have taken within fandom to like add content and i actually kind of like some of the au's some of them are really fun like the one where instead of um him falling the frisk falling down a mountain they get launched into space and everything's in space instead it's so cute and it's all it, like star themed i haven't read anything that's that's that. like, like the idea of just like child like in a rocket shot into space 
terrifying. Well, like, yeah. the, I think the, I think the, you can correct me if I'm wrong on this one, but when I read it, like, something happened where they had to go through an escape pod, they got dropped off, and now they are stuck on this planet and they don't know what to do. And it's all these, like, cute little monsters, and Frisk is running around in a spacesuit, and he's cute. And I think it's adorable. I also adorable. think Mafia Tales really fun, um, mm -hmm. because reasons. Oh, oh man, you, I love clarify I love those reasons. Organized crime, like oh I, dude, it's the I'm weirdest thing. Oh, I'm I a thought... huge. I'm a huge true crime fan, but I actually find mob stories very boring in real life. But like, you give me a mob AU in like the original oh, Undertale. Two, so two oh, comments. So I love it. Uh, so first, good. I thought it was all going to be about the ectoplasm D because that's what I'm here for. And There's second, a thing for that. Yeah, uh, Miranda, I hope that you've gotten into. TikTok because there was a whole mob AU. They had to kill someone off because one person is terrible. Problematic as what well. it's, yeah. it's made a comeback and the crater is A plus. Awesome. Once they killed the creeps, everything was fine. The um, finest of spaghetti. It's like real life. If we just murdered all the people that sucked, no, we shouldn't do that. Aww. I don't advocate that. I'm a pacifist. Yeah, that's like, like that's getting into like eugenics yeah. territory, and that's a Wednesday. Little... Ooh, did you have a second question? I just I just got off on a thing no but, it's okay yeah that was my question if you want to go we still have some time regardless of the there is a sexual side of it which i actually kind of enjoy because it's really creative i think it's really fun because like you can really a lot of creativity comes from finding ways to f things um i'm not gonna yeah, lie ectoplasm dicks 100 percent. like a lot of really interesting media has come out of porn parodies true true so if if someone's gonna f something they're gonna do it either way so i'm kind of like i really like the creativity i like the fact that they're like oh they're skeletons but they're being held together by like magic, magic. ectoplasm whatever yeah. and i then think that's kind of magic dick and i think that's I'm kind sorry. of clever i think that's kind of clever that the way that they figured out a way to make that plausible within a medium that might kind of make sense because magic is a heavy element within undertale and i'm kind of cool with that but also a lot of the interesting like different variations that come within the media so like dance tales kind of fun mm -hmm. it's really interesting the space one the review the reverse like and they don't just include like the main characters that you see you see side characters and stuff that are also reversed and so it really encompasses the entirety of the media and they change it to make it interesting and make it different and i kind of love that they're willing to uh, not only agree on some of these basic rules and criteria within the media, but they're willing to make some really interesting art and animations and music and all kinds of stuff. Like they literally yeah. took, they took the music from the original game and added different effects and changed it to reflect these new AUs. Like they have someone who literally went through and changed all the music to fit like a reverse AU and all kinds of stuff. Or That's even amazing. like, the, or yeah. like the evil AU, amazing. like they changed it to make it like part of the thing. And I'm like, I live for this creativity. Wow. Also, like, I'm interrupting like, just to say, I love you too, Cherry Baby. Oh, yes. Glitch AU. Thank you for reminding me, Inu. Glitch AU is so good. Because I, I love, I love the sadness. <laughs> I love the drama. It's like, apparently Glitch AU, at least the one that I'm thinking of, is Sans is aware of you like reloading and rebooting and changing that and that kind of stuff and he remembers you killing his brother and he's kind of like on a rampage to murder you because he's mad about me 
understandable yeah. and it's kind Kindness of is so sweet it is and it's kind of like fun and interesting because it really adds like a drama to it and it makes it kind of cool like when people are willing to change the media to reflect a more interesting take i'm like more of this thank you give it give me give it more thing. give me more i like the g yes <laughs> yeah I mean, there are some really interesting uh, sort of intersections of collaboration with like, mm -hmm. the fan base. Like, um, okay, so there was a fanfic that I read, right? But I didn't start reading it as a fanfic. Mm -hmm. I watched it as an actual, like, a, not not a full animation, but like sort of like that halfway stage between animation and a comic. Mm, yeah, yeah, like yeah. The, the the ones where they voice over it and it's yeah. like little panels. Yeah, yeah, no, and like it's got some stuff that moves and all that. And so like I started with that on YouTube, and then I traced mm. it back to the actual comic, and then I found so out that the comic was an adaptation of a fan fiction, and it was like this crazy nice. thing because none of these people knew we. Well, I, I they might know each other now, but at the oh, time, yeah, like it had been, yeah, yeah, it had been somebody had somebody had read this fan fiction and asked if they could make it into a comic. And then someone had read this comic and then asked if they can make they could voice it over and put it on YouTube. And that is kind of amazing. Yeah, it's a lot of a lot of collaborative nice. work, which is one of the reasons I'm like, I love when collaborative art works because I'm a sucker for when artists find inspiration in each other. And Undertale did that for a lot of people. Undertale did that for me. I I had a we we met her last week. Izzy wrote a fan fiction about Undertale, and I drew art for it and made fan art for it because I thought it was really good and I read it a lot. Wait, is that how you guys became friends? I no, it was, it was SEA. But I, I pulled her, I keep pulling her into fandoms of mine oh, and Undertale was one I of them. I think Wednesday has a thing. All right. We have about two more minutes. Um, I, have, I remembered my second question. Okay, okay go. Yeah, do it. So my second question is kind of for both of you because I feel like this could have differing opinions. Mm -hmm. So I know I witnessed firsthand being just like a bystander to the Undertale fandom, how taking the genocide route versus a pacifist route could like really split opinions. Do you think that the sort of like stark set of opinions on those two things is where the um, destruction of that fandom started to come in and how do you think it would be different if those two options weren't given to you like if it wasn't like you have a choice to kill everyone or you have a choice to save everyone do you think that taking away those choices would have led to a more stable fandom? is essentially the question that's a good question actually i really like that uh, do you want to take this one first miranda or do you want me to do it um, I don't, so the way that fandoms, fandoms work is that there's always something to disagree about and to hate each other vitriolically about. I think that the one difference is, is that this was a video game that people were getting invested in and that people knew that there were these different options in, and that like how you chose your initial gameplay would affect every replay from, for going forward. I don't know necessarily if like that would have made the fandom less toxic to start with and stopped it from sort of tearing itself in two. Because like, uh, if I remember correctly, Bioshock is very similar. There's an option where you can murder every single little sister. And then there's another one where you can save them all. And then there's every option in between. And, you know, like, I don't know. I think there would have been something. Yeah. I think it might've changed a little bit of how the fandom received each other. Because there's people who are like, oh, I only played the genocide route. And people are like, are you a psycho? Like, <laughs> it, because people, 
that's the thing about human beings. We get attached very, very easily to non-human things. Yeah. Like, I have friends of mine who named their Roombas, and when they die, like, their battery goes out, they have, they actually cry for over it. People get attached to all kinds of things. And a lot of people got really attached to these characters. Yeah, we pack bond to anything. And a lot of, in media lately, is we pack bond to characters. That's one of the reasons I think fandoms have gotten so scary is because people get really, really into what happens to these characters and how people perceive them, so much so that they're willing to attack other people about it. Because it feels like you're attacking my people. Because we get pack-bonded to it. I don't mean this to be a hot take, but I think also a large part of the, like, kin community Mm -hmm. is found in those spaces. You know, like, I remember in the hot and spicy days of the Homestuck fandom, it was like, I'm kin with Dave and please like, don't, I don't interact with other Dave role players or whatever, you know? Cause they feel like they're the only one. Yeah. You know, unlike, like I said, this is not, this is not supposed to be like offense to anyone or like, I'm not trying to be spicy or anything. Mm-hmm. I just, I have seen that a lot growing more recently in fandom spaces where you have people that pack bond in a sense to these characters like so much that they have this unbreakable like one in the same bond and I'm not saying that that's where a lot of drama comes from but that is I would say I've seen a source of discourse in the sense of like these people have their identity and then you have those people that are so violently against it that you know they pick fights and they do things because they don't understand and instead of having that like basic empathy for someone you know like you don't even have to understand just like don't be a basket for no reason that's a tall order for some you know you have on the internet being baskets for no reason People on the internet being no, not my good Christian internet. Not in our comments. What you talking about? Not on my Christian server. Yeah, (laughs) it's like it's who you are in the internet is not who this person is in real life, and that yeah, like I think a lot of times people forget that, and so people put on this persona on the internet, and it's kind of fun to be on the internet. And then mm. the problem is, is that people take it too far, and then they they start to think like that's who this person is off the internet. I must attack. Yeah. Those are the same right. people who play Call of Duty. I'm going to play our tune. We're a little bit over on this section. And uh, Miranda, what is our next section we're going into? Our next section, why this will be our closing statements and the part of the show where we decide, should we throw it into the fire or is it worth keeping around? Okay, I'm going to present. <laughs> I, love the old tiny, I love the old tiny radio voice. I have a transatlantic accent. <laughs> Uh, Deb, if you would please for us, uh, please take three minutes to give us uh, your closing statements. Undertale has really turned its head on a lot of different genres that it emulates. And I feel like it not only resonates with a lot of really interesting people, it also creates and inspires a lot of interesting art and fan works. And I feel like regardless of how people, you know, perceive this fandom, there is a lot of good in it. Because not only does it inspire a uniform, like a a, a collective creativity, it also 
harkens people back to games that they loved as children that made them happy or even this was the game that they experienced in their youth that made them happy and i feel like it is a good lighthearted game that you could really feel a lot of things for because it's made to be that way the music the the characters everything is set up for you to love it for one reason or another and i feel like regardless of discourse and how people have taken it to an extreme this fandom is in its way very accepting and cute and it's very fun and it's a very like found family kind of atmosphere because that's kind of what the main character has to deal with it's found family especially if you do the the pacifist route it's found family by the end all of those people who you meet in the game are family and there is a kind of shared relationship there with the fandom if you ignore the people and that's sometimes the problem is you gotta you gotta take the good with the bad and sometimes there's more bad and i feel like the fandom itself in its heart is good also the amount of detail toby fox puts into it is always fascinating because so there's always something new to find in it like i didn't know about the so sorry character that you just sent me i didn't know about that and i've been playing the game for a couple years so there's always something new to find uh, just based on my own interactions, I feel like Temmy could have saved the game. Temmy could have saved the game. Oh, <laughs> like Temmy, Temmy, Temmy will, Tem will unite both sides. Yes, Temmy is the true bridge between all the fandom is the Thames. <laughs> also, even in things like the, the merchandise, like I found out that, I know it's the weirdest way to find this out, but one of the characters, the stuffed animal characters you can buy has a heart in it. It has a heart in it. And the only way you know is if you rip it apart. And I'm like, wow, the level of detail. That's insane. Terrifying. Yeah. Who should have who should have gone to college, Morgan? Temmy. Uh, Temmy. Oh, uh, that's what Inu said in chat, uh, talking yeah. about Temmy. Okay. I should have finished college, but that's besides the point. No, uh, Temmy going to college is one of sort of the Easter eggs of the game. If you grind the game and you get a bunch of money, you can actually buy the Temmy armor, which is, I think, like 10,000. Yep like bits and then Temmy can go to and then Temmy goes to college and she's like mm. yay and That's it's very so cute. cute and it's so rewarding because Temmy is so cute but like there is there is good in it it's it's overshadowed by the very loud people but it's still good. all right all right dice has been shook all right Miranda please go I I enjoyed the game I would play I would attempt to play it again I probably still wouldn't finish it like anytime I watch like the the the, the final boss fight I have nightmares so mm. But my main thing is that my, I don't have any problem with the source material. I enjoy the game, and I actually enjoy a, mo a majority of what the fans produce. I just have a huge problem with the amount of investment people feel entitled to in another person's experience with this fandom. Mm. Like, if someone want, I don't enjoy genocide runs. I'm going to be very honest. Like, you know, Goat Mom is the best. Yeah. But Yeah. But I'm not going to tell someone they can't do a genocide run or that it's that like they can't kill characters because it's not really any of my business they're a person playing a video game and having an experience with it the same way i was a person playing this video game having an experience with it and i think the fans should just learn to respect that if nothing else do mm -hmm. i wish that there would be less like fan art of like the child the child getting frisky that happens do i do i wish that there was less like fan art about that absolutely is oh, it yeah. any of my business if people produce it no it's not no. that's it okay simple simple you have like a minute and a half left do you want to use it no 
I'm good. Okay. All right. What she, do you guys think? She was succinct. I just ranted. <laughs> oh, by the way, the stuffed animal that you can rip apart is Toriel. Of course it is. It has, it has a heart in it. It does. I found out because some some dude went to the booth that they sold all the Undertale stuff at, and he literally bought it and then ripped it apart, and then there was a heart in it. And I'm like, in why did he rip it apart? In front because of that's, them? Yeah, he literally bought it and goes, I found out this is a thing, and he ripped it apart in front of them. Like, he had a pocket knife, and, he's like, and he just... And I'm like, oh, I have too many feelings about this woman. You can't do that. She makes butterscotch cinnamon pie. I know. I, I still want to try that and make that. God, I, I'm oh, hungry. I that found a recipe. Great. Do you want me to make some? Yes. <laughs> yes. Please. Yes. I will make spider donuts. Do yes. I, yes. <laughs> spider donuts. Yes. All right. All right. Is like, Morgan. Okay. All righty, yo. I'm going to say don't toss it into the dumpster fire just yet. For me, uh, from both of your arguments, Miranda, you're 100% right. Some of the fan art's a little bit much. Uh, I know personally because I used to follow that tag on Tumblr, and I'm like, oh, cool, look at this, look at this. Uh, look at this, look at this. It was an experience, most definitely. Yes, yeah. very much this. Um but I would say there's a lot more good that I've seen from the fandom. I've seen a lot of people like Deb was saying that really played the game and it gave them so much nostalgia for their childhood. I've also seen parents that have played it with their kids and just that like cool experience of like, here's your first video game. It's so heartwarming. You know, no matter how you play it, you're still going to have this experience that's going to stick with you all these years. I don't know. I feel like that's my rule of thumb. If the fandom gives you more good than it gives you bad, then just stay away from the weird tags and you'll be fine. Yeah, you can block tags. It's a thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure there's like a on Tumblr, there used to be a specific Undertale tag that was just for the porn. It was like, yeah. oh, I'll just stay away from that one. I'll be fine. It was called Undertale. T-A-I-L. Yeah, I, I am going to point out that if you go onto archive of our own, um, like the fanfiction websites, Undertale section I guarantee within the top three stories, one of them is just a pure smut fic. Yeah, that's fine. Um, my name is clearly, give me that ectoplasm D right now. I'm okay with it. My favorite is like when there's all of a sudden this adult woman who gets involved for some reason and she's going to fight with the monsters and like, oh, there's some weird romance with the, with the skeletons going on. Oh, and then, oh you know, goodness. it becomes fighting and politics and dick and like, Three favorite things to read about personally. <laughs> Fighting politics and dick. <laughs> that right. needs to be on All a right. shirt. All Fighting right. politics and dick. Sorry. Exactly what I Wednesday. want. It has everything. Fighting, politics, dicks. Your turn. So based on a lot of what you two have said, like I said, it reminds me a lot of Homestuck in not so much like content, but like vibe. In Megalovania? And Megalovania. <laughs> yes. And the song from Megalovania is the same as from that thing. Yeah. Mm. So, yes. that? One of the things Toby Fox did before he made Undertale is he wrote music because he was a huge Homestuck fan. And so he yep. wrote music for Homestuck. <laughs> yeah. And then he reused it. Yikes, Toby. Creative. problem. Listen, okay. Listen, this man has written like, what was it? Oh God. What was it? Like 50 songs for Undertale? He can mm. reuse one if he wants to. I know. I'm just giving because like, yeah. honestly, I, I I'm not going to create something like Undertale. I just yeah. gotta. You know, like that's I got an insane amount of creative output. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, no, it's crazy. I'm good. Um, knowing that he was a, a Homestuck fan though makes 
a lot of sense. sense. Makes a lot of sense. There's a lot of horns involved. Yeah, they're feeling a little horny. It happens. (laughs) (laughs) Deb, Deb, (laughs) your uh, your jokes today are really cutting me to the bone. Ah! That's it. That's it. I'm hanging up. High fives, guys. I'm hanging up. I'm hanging up. (laughs) I'm not um, gonna lie, I do find myself humorous. It's true. By God, Deborah. I'm ki- can we kick Deb out of the meeting? <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Okay, anyways. Yes. Um, I would say, yeah, I would say don't yeet it into the void. Um, overall, based on you know, the arguments, the pros, the cons, seems like a valid piece of media to enjoy. Like I said, I never got involved with it. I was like, Mm-mm, that's too much. I have enough going on right now. Hard pass. Yeah, real hard. Hard pass. But, you know, I saw the enjoyment that my friends got out of it. I saw the enjoyment that people got out of it just, you know, scrolling through my Tumblr dashboard. I did also hear a lot of people say, you know, it was something that was like nostalgic and sort of safe for them. That was like their safe game when, you know, everything else was getting, you know, terrible. They could replay that game, you know. So, like, I get it. Also, coming from the Homestuck fandom, I understand what leads to fans sort of cannibalizing their own, you know, source material. And in in that, I don't blame the fans either. I think every fandom has people, every fandom has a rise and a fall. So... On that note, I'm going to vouch for all of it. The fans, the fandom. I mean, like, I came from Homestuck. I don't have a lot. I can't really condemn anyone, you know? Like, I was a fan. Oh, no. <laughs> I was a spicy, spicy Homestuck fan that engaged in a lot of spicy, no good And so, you know, like, I, I don't have room to really judge anyone. And I, I definitely don't, you know, have room to judge fandoms i mean like our fandom was ongoing for seven years you guys had essentially like a flash in a pan you know like it came out and then you could replay it but after that like that it was out and you could replay it you know um and so like i understand you got some (laughs) fandom superiority going on over there no i'm no i'm just saying (laughs) my thing lasted seven years you had a flash in the pan (laughs) no i don't think it was a good thing that it lasted that long yeah, exactly. Exactly. What I'm saying is like Homestuck stretched on for seven years and it had the like the giga pause where it was just like radio silence for months, you know? Mm-hmm. So in our, I, what I'm saying is like my fandom had a lot more time to get bad, you know? And it did. And it got real dark and real. And you guys thankfully didn't have that same opportunity because it came out and then you could replay it and that was kind of it you know like you didn't have that long stretch of like well here's my current standing opinion on this one thing but when it updates who knows what's going to happen and then that's just going to start more because someone on the other side is going to be like well i told you so and then you know honestly they kind of did that with delta rune yeah you know like it circles around on itself you guys didn't have that chance to spiral out in the same way so i can't really place a lot of blame on the fandom for where things ended up because you were doing the best with what you had trying to hold on to this thing that so many people loved so deeply and pack bonded to like you know nobody's business um the cast of characters i can only imagine is much smaller than the homestuck fandom 
So oh, a sure. lot more people are pack bonding to these characters with a lot less wiggle room. And that tends to create that sort of vacuum that leads to, you know, like bad coming around. Fandom implosion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't, like, I saw the pack bonding with a cast of 48 characters. I don't even know how many characters there are in Undertale, but I know it's damn sure not 48, you know? Like, I, I can see where the content and the need to cling to it led to, you know, such a downfall. But I still, I think that if you love something, you hold on to it. And so how can you blame someone for making something that they love out of this thing that they want to hold on to? Don't throw it into the fire. Exactly. Don't throw the fans into the fire either. They're doing their best. Okay. So our conclusion is nobody dies by fire tonight. Nobody dies by fire. (laughs) Disappointing. Nobody dies by fire. So this has been um, our this week's episode of Fans Ruining Fandom. We are the cult of the FGG. Deb, do you want to reveal what next week's topic is? <sighs> have we decided? <laughs> yes. I, I feel like, I, yes, we have. I feel like I'm finding um, out al- along with you guys. The collective decision has been Twilight. Yeah, it has been. Ah! I'm fu- I'm hype. Yay. I'm, I'm hype. All right. <laughs> I literally read Twilight. That wasn't planned. They're just by my bed like yeah. that. <laughs> I literally read Twilight to make an argument. And that is the only reason I read it. And I still hate it. A lot of people read it. <laughs> I still hate it. Also, the movies are garbage. I've reread it as an adult. And gosh. Mm. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to say it. I stand by Twilight. I, I it. as an adult, can we recognize can... the flaws in it. Yeah. But... I stand by it. The first movie, yeah, hot garbage. They progressively got better. The movies were always kind of garbage. I never watched all of them. But I will Mm -hmm. also say one of the reasons why those books got so much crap and why those movies got so much crap, other than the terrible acting in the first couple, is given the fact it was a media that was made for women. And you know what's (laughs) real cool? Stuff that women like. Stuff that girls like. Women like. Ooh, I'm going to come back around to this watch, when you do K-pop. Watch I'm going to come back around Lindsay to this. Sterling, uh, Lindsay Ellis's uh, whole thing about it mm-hmm. on YouTube. She's wonderful. Does a whole breakdown about it. Much, because, much more. I don't know. Teenage I girls, do. particularly preteen girls, are like the one demographic that everyone is very comfortable saying sucks. Yes. Yeah. You know? Most teenagers kind of do. I understand that was my definitely my reason just hated in the beginning because when I was in middle school, high school, I was like, I'm not gonna do with girls. I was definitely that kid. And I'm hate I'm a very sad to say that. As an adult, I've grown out of it and now I can like popular things without being like popular Ew. things suck. My biggest <laughs> issue is the characters themselves and how it is written and perceived and it's it's a whole thing we'll talk about it next week i will write Absolutely. an actual thing about it okay. i just did this off the fly because i know enough about undertale that i'm like i could just talk about this that was me last week with twilight i'm gonna have to write a thing because i have some very complex feelings about it nice. that's okay. fair i spent who, a very long to be time soul searching about twilight oh i will i will i will agree that i do have twilight contacts and i will wear them to do the stream 
I also had Twilight contacts when I I was a Twilight fan. I like the gold ones. Let's all just do Twilight cosplay. It's going to be great. Oh, we're not going to do, I'm not doing Twilight cosplay, but will I dress up as a vampire? Hell yeah. Oh no, a hundred percent. I would go to the midnight releases and Mm. me and my friend, I specifically, I went with a friend named Olivia. Mm. We did our makeup like the vampires in the books. Oh, okay, guys. Yeah. All right. The All only right. one I stand. The only That's one I stand okay. is Alice. Moving on. Any doozily. Um, sorry. Were you gonna do the ending? I was. That's okay. Yes. Let's end. We need to end. Um, yes. It's been an hour. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for joining us this week on Fans Reading Fandom, um, where we lovingly rip apart your favorite media from the past what, like, ten years. Mm-hmm. That's all that's relevant if we anymore. Can. Yeah. You can catch us here, same time, 8 o'clock, on Saturday. I'm trying to remember our new schedule. No, Friday. No, Friday. Friday. On Friday. That's right. On Friday at 8 o'clock for... Cryptid Crushes! It's, oh, no. I thought it was Kink Shame or Kink Same. Oh. Ooh. Okay. I need to, okay, I need anyways, to do homework if it's that. Anyways, you <laughs> can catch us. You can catch us here same time next week. Um, our schedule has changed. Uh, I just want to do a little bit of update before um, we really sign off. I know this is going to take a little bit of extra time, but quarantine has been taking a toll on all of us. Um, some of us are still working. Some of us are not. And when we first started streaming, when we transitioned from hanging out with each other to actually social distancing like we should, we bit off a little bit more than we could chew. And we were streaming three times a week. And it's exhausting. Um, we love creating content for you guys. And we love being here and being live and hanging out and laughing and making you guys laugh. But we also have to take care of our own mental health. So we have adjusted our schedule. Um, we will no longer be streaming D D every week we will now be doing it every two weeks we've had to adjust our format and the way that we do things but you can catch us a week from now on friday playing our next D campaign which means that this friday we will be debuting a new piece of media which it seems like we have not quite figured out yet but that's okay because we're working on it we're human we grow it's mm. all right we're gonna figure it out it will either be us talking about monsters that we want to f- or just our own gross, disgusting sex lives. The ways we like. The ways that we like to. F- yeah. um, we will not be naming and shame because that's. <laughs> Anyways, we have had a blast talking about Undertale. I know that I have learned some very interesting things about a thing that I did not know anything about. I want to thank Miranda very much for always coming prepared and being the best like she always is. And Deb holding it down. As your Sans Undertale right now? I am. I am the Sans Undertale. The um. Sans Undertale, making an <laughs> appearance just for us. Thank you very much, Deb. And of course, Morgan, as always, being our um, clock lawyer, making clock sure lawyer. that we stay the on. Dice Gremlin? Yeah. She's- yeah, the Dice Gremlin, the clock lawyer, always making sure that we stay on track um, and keeping us from talking ourselves into three hour streams. Oh, we would. It's always a pleasure to hang out with you guys. Uh, definitely um, give us a follow on any of our social media. You can find them down in the corner. Twitter, Instagram, Patreon, Facebook, and we have a TikTok. 
all under some variants of Cult of Fakie Girls or Geek Girl Cults. You can also send us an email if you have any fandoms you would like to see us talk about. It is brunch.bunch2020 at gmail.com. Um, we are always suggest like taking suggestions. We're always looking for your input. So yeah, you can find us there. And then Deb. Um, before we jump off, uh, the the chat has requested we do crushes on cryptids. Okay, we can definitely so we can do, do crushes on cryptids next week. Yeah. We have two we have two requests to do crushes on cryptids next week. Let's Sweet. do it or this week. So it looks like we're talking about Mothman. <laughs> oh yeah, I got to make tough for that. I forgot. <laughs> I have so much art that I have to do. Fine, oh, fine, don't stress. So many monster dicks to draw. Oh, so no, many. not even not even I related think... to this. I've got like other projects that I still have to do. Because yeah. Deb, you're a busy uh, sans undertale. You're a beautiful we appreciate artist. It. Yeah. Beautiful I'm working artist. myself to the bone. Um, I made. <laughs> um, I'm inspired. I was a good quarantine queer and made Deb banana bread in um, thanks for doing my shop label for my Etsy, which I love very, very much. Um, Deb is a wonderful artist. And if you, (laughs) Deb makes all of our logos, all of our like little things that we post on Instagram Mm -hmm. and Twitter, if you appreciate Deb and their beautiful artistry, uh, follow us on any of our social media where we post it very frequently or show your appreciation through subscribing to our Patreon. We are four very broke people and um, we put nothing but time and love and devotion to making this content. Please give us some of your time, love and devotion back either through follows on our social media, follows here, or, you know, monies on Patreon. Just, just yeah, a guys. crumb of a follow, please. Just a crumb. Please. Just a crumb. <laughs> We're nothing but skin and bones out here, guys. Yes. We're we're making this content without being paid. We'll probably continue making this content. But also, we would appreciate to be paid because I... I I think we think of this as like a part-time job. And part-time jobs, if they don't pay you, uh, need to leave. Yes. I mean, yeah. Okay. Um, We are done for the day. Um, This is going to be awkward as I slide OBS back into screen. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I'm working with one monitor. (laughs) I'm working with one monitor. That will change soon, though. It'll be. Don't worry, guys. We'll stop. We'll stop ribbing you after this. I'll be fine. We will. All right. Thank you very much, guys. It has been much appreciated. Uh, Give us a follow, and we will see you on Friday. Bye. Bye. Join us. Join us. Join us. Join us. Join us.